Hello, this is Frank Bloom with episode number two of the Sniff Rooms Milk Club. Um, I welcome you. I hope you all have your package ready. You can buy them at thesniffroo.com in the shop. This is number two dedicated to food. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm a smell artist and I, I'm, I make perfumes. And what I do in the Sniff Room Smell Club, I will let you smell all kinds of interesting smells from my smell cabinet or collection or whatever like uh, chemicals that are being used in perfume and smell making and every episode has a certain theme and i choose four till six ingredients to go through and today i thought of food but not really like the smell of cooking but more the smell of uh, products that we use in food um with a very specific smell and for me it was it is so uh, interesting that uh, many of these chemicals many of these molecules that you would expect to be like fake smells like the the banana taste you well when you go to the mcdonald's and you order a milkshake you don't expect it to be a real banana milkshake you want you don't think there is uh, banana in there it is made with with a powder that has a banana taste and smell so the banana smell would be a fake mo- uh, fake chemical that has the banana smell but in fact that's not the case this molecule that comes from the bananas can be reproduced and chemically the smell of a banana is exactly the same as the smell of your banana milkshake. It's the same molecules. So to me that was really interesting uh, to to understand that many of these molecules that are synthetic also occur in nature and are in fact the same. Well, let's let's, uh, go and see. Take your package slide it or or cut it in the base not in the top where the where the blotters are infused no in the base you open it open it up here's my my the oh the weather i forgot to, to tell you what the weather is the weather is very beautiful it's sunny no cloud in the sky one airplane coming over um and uh oh and the, the elm trees are blossoming i'm very much allergic to elm to blossoming elm trees I get very, very irritated and my eyes start to, to itch and I start to sneeze. So when I might sneeze, it's because of these elm trees. Some people are allergic to smells. Hopefully you not. If you are, don't buy these packages. And if you are, don't listen to this podcast. Do something else. Go listen to a, to a cook cooking podcast or something. So I'll open up the package now in the base. I'll slide gently... Uh, the whole thing out of the out of the vacuum bag so um oh when you open your package you can put it in front of you and before you do so fold the tips of the blotters upwards so they don't touch your table and you won't get a dirty smelly table let's take out the isoamyl acetate and smell it oh aaron kenny that's aaron kenny Thank you very much for your tropical sound. I used to have a, I used to have a German teacher that, that when we did a test, uh, had 
had a small small cassette player that he pressed on play and this kind of music came from it while doing the German test which was very hard I always had a four that's why I don't do this podcast in German Iso Amio Acetat well speaking of the devil I just talked about the banana and here we have it smell a bit like like this not but gradually I don't know if that's the real word if that's the right word gradually like like walking on the stairs not going directly up but step by step (laughs) it's the it's really like the the banana candy taste smell smell and taste they use it as a t- well smell and taste is kind of the same if it's not sweet and sour and bitter if you don't taste it on your tongue you smell you taste it with your smell it is also being used sometimes to to produce the smell of pear but to me i don't sm- it ha- it really depends a bit on the concentration if it's a, a banana smell or a pear smell this was also being used uh, to test gas masks, if people could smell it, the, the gas mask doesn't work. Um, we we like the smell of it. People like the smell of it, so it's not so hard to be. A, if you're a gas mask ta- tester, to to smell all the time horrible rotting things, but uh, a nice nice banana molecule. It's also uh, used in furnishes and lacquers and it is also a pheromone in the bee in the for the bees in the world of the bees um and at the same time also elephants use it as a pheromone so it's either very small small bees bees use it to mark uh the place where there is danger for them so when you're eating your banana candies be careful the bees will come and attack you so oh i hear Aaron kenny thank you very much Aaron kenny um meteonal smell it and what you will smell is a potato like smell but more the potato smell that is in chips when you when you buy a pack of chips and you open it up what comes free is this meteonal and it's a step in between the, 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 the decomposing or the degradation of methionine that becomes methional. Uh, when, and that's when you smell it like, the, like this, what we now smell. And later on, when it goes further, it, it will uh, go into um, dimethyl sulfide ingredient. I never use this in perfume. I try to use it in a scented candle. But it is not. It didn't work very well. It became a bit. It did. It was not very strong, and um, it didn't came f- through very well. There is a lot of sulfuric stuff in it, so it bended it a bit the, into the, the smell, a bit into the wrong direction, into into an off-putting direction, and it lost its its earthy potatoness that I wanted to create with the smell. The next smell, benzaldehyde. <clears throat> You'll recognize this. Maybe from cookies or from your liquor cabinet where you can smell it in amaretto. It is one of the first synthesized syn- uh, molecules. 
This came to the market in 1832. It was first extracted in 1803. Yeah, so it has the smell of almonds. A, a pleasant smell, you would say at first. On the other hand, we are not alarmed now, but you should kind of be alarmed when you smell almonds. Almonds is not almonds are not only the smell of benzaldehyde, but also the smell of cyanide, <clears throat> one of the most poisonous uh, products in, in the world. Um, cyanide will kill you right away uh, when you get only the, the tiny bit of, of uh, cyanide in your system. It is also one of the, it's the main product that the Nazis used in their gas chambers uh, in Cyclone B. Um, well, so the smell of, el uh, of almonds is not always uh, a nice and great smell. There is also a tiny bit of cyanide present in um, the kernels of el bitter almonds apricots and apples and cherries and also almonds contain is amigal amigaldin amigaldin amigaldine in dutch and uh, this uh, glycoside it breaks down um, because of enzymes uh, catalyzing it into benzaldehyde cyanide hydrogen cyanide and two equivalents of glucose, so that's sugar. Um, and when this, uh, uh, yeah, so when this enzyme break it down, you you have the um, hydrogen cyanide, which is very poisonous, and also smells like almonds, and the benzaldehyde, which is not so poisonous, that also smells like almond. Oh, what's interesting also about benzaldehyde is that it's being used as a bee repellent. So in order to get they place a tiny bit of uh, benzaldehyde on a fume board near the honeycombs and then the, the bees go away from it. They don't like the smell of it. So the beekeeper can reach the honeycombs. And benzaldehyde, of course, is used a lot as a, as a flavor chemical <coughs> in food, cosmetics and uh, pharma, in soap and everything. Um, it is safe because we don't have the cyanide in this and with with uh, with real almonds when you when you use bitter almonds and you need to when you process them when you cook them when you heat them the cyanide uh, is neutral neutralized so it doesn't uh, is not as horrible as it is as it is in, in when it's raw so we continue The next smell that we that we that you get from your package, the third one is called dimethyl disulfide. It's uh, maybe uh, ooh. <coughs> it's maybe not such a pleasant smell at first. Uh, when, pff, not at all, so to speak. It has to do with the two sulfuric atoms that are in this. That's the the, the disulfide. Um, they make it very unpleasant um, 
Well, it is being produced by uh, in in plants and also by m- a lot of microbes and even humans produce this molecule in sweat and other secretions. Well, mainly sweat. Um, or microbes on the skin produce it. But it's also used for the food, the, by the food industry to, to perfume uh, onion chips. So there you might know it from. I don't know if you really if you really enjoy eating these chips after knowing this. And also the butyric acid, the product that is also in um, uh, smelly feet, is uh, also used to perfume chips that are that have need to have a cheese-like sensation. So, yeah, they're very. Let's say that the, the chips makers are very, uh, very much into in tune with their awful, uh, awful smells. Um, and we humans really do like them. We are, we are, uh, we have a secret attraction to sulfide. It's like when it's in there and it's not too in your face, we really enjoy sulfide. And this one is a bit too much. We would not really love this one, but well, I hear our Aaron Kenny. <coughs> Wonderful sounds, lovely. Um, next one in line is Filbertone. Filbertone, well, you smell it. First smell it. You recognize, maybe recognize it. It's very specific. It's the smell of hazelnuts. So. Many nuts have nutty smells, but hazelnut has a very specific smell, and that has to, is to do because of filbertone. Filbertone is, is, I think, a made-up name by a company. There, there is a chemical name, but that's very complex, so I will keep it to filbertone. Um, it's a li- really, really inten- uh, not so intense, but really nice, nice. Uh, smell that's that that signals uh, hazelnut and when you mix it in with chocolate you get this very typical smell that we know of all the tourist areas of Amsterdam it's the smell of um, uh, what's the chocolate paste called well the hazelnut paste that is so so that's that they put that the, the tourists put in all the horrible stuff like on pancakes and on waffles and awful habits that are only happening in the city center um, of Amsterdam and all the European and maybe also it penetrated America. I don't know. Don't do it. Don't eat hazel. Don't eat this awful paste. Don't feed it to your children. That's called... What's it called? I forgot the name. You must know it yourself. You're shouting, you're screaming it now at your at your telephone or whatever device you're listening to this podcast with. Podcast with Filbertone. Um, I I even think they just mix in the Filbertone with the with this this chocolate paste and then they they call it uh, hazelnut paste. Right. Next one. Uh, Vanilline. Vanilline is is my favorite for perfume. It is great. It is cheap. It is easy. It has a great smell. And it is even, it is just, it's clean and clear. And it comes in lovely crystals. You, you, you dilute it in alcohol and it is wonderful. 
it has been synthesized for the first time in, I think, 1870. Um, <clears throat> it immediately was being used a lot in perfume industry. So, uh, Jackie by by uh, Guerlain, Chalimar are filled are stuffed with with uh, vanilline. It was quite expensive at that time, and nowadays it's very cheap. It's the cheapest. The lovely thing of vanilla. This molecule is in fact just the thing in vanilla that tastes and smells like vanilla. So they took it out, they, they, they learned how to synthesize it from unripe uh, vanilla beans and later on they made it from other, other stuff. Uh, oh yeah, I wanted to tell you two secrets. One secret is that mother's milk tastes like vanillin, like vanille also. Um, that's also maybe a reason why we as humans love vanilla so much. And another secret that an undertaker told me is that when bodies in the start to smell a bit, that she sprinkles around them some vanilla sugar to cover up for the smells, for the bad smells. So vanilla guides us in the beginning of our lives and in the end, it's a, it's, it's, it's a wonderful product. Well, with this, on this happy note, I hear uh, Aaron, uh, what's his name, Kenny already, and um, hopefully you enjoyed this this episode of my podcast. And um, well, see you next time for the third one. Bye-bye. This podcast was made by Frank Bloom with the music, musical help of Aaron Kenny. And um, yeah, the rest I did. Bye. Smell you later. Bye.